It's Thursday, October 17th, and that means it's game day for the Chiefs. They're in Denver to take on the Broncos tonight, and we've got your pregame covered on the Sports Beat KC podcast presented by Big O Tires. You'll hear from Nick Griffith. He covers the Broncos and is the sports director for Fox 31 in Denver. And if that name sounds familiar in Kansas City, it should. Before headed to Denver eight years ago, Nick was the lead sports anchor at Channel 9 in Kansas City, and before then, a sports director for Channel 27 in Topeka. With Nick, we'll get a Chiefs-Broncos breakdown from a Denver media perspective. Later, you'll hear from Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who met the media earlier this week. The Chiefs have lost two in a row, as if you didn't know, but I like what I heard from Mahomes about dealing with adversity. But first, here's Nick Griffith. I'm joined by Nick Griffith, the sports director at Fox 31 in Denver and former resident of Kansas City, employee at Channel 9, and uh, and worked in Topeka, if I have that right, Nick. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's correct. We're the, uh, what's the now defunct ABC affiliate in, in Topeka, or at least the last time I looked, it was no longer there, but I was in Topeka for two years. And uh, then I spent about uh, four and a half years there in Kansas City getting uh, Len Dawson all primed and ready for every nightside newscast and uh, was uh, anchoring along the way most of the time. I, I think my official term was lead sports anchor, um, although, of course, uh, Lenny was the the big boss man there at the time that I was there and uh, did a lot of the weekend stuff and traveling uh, whenever I could. So uh, good to good to talk to uh, to you, Blair, and uh, uh, getting set for this big Thursday night game. Yeah, a big one it is, uh, primarily because of the last two weeks. I think the 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 results of the fi- of, of the previous two weeks have turned this into a really interesting game. If this had been Week Five with the Broncos at, at zero and four and the Chiefs at four and zero, we might be looking at this thing a little differently, but. But because uh, we have played two additional games, the Broncos winning both of them, the Chiefs losing both of them, uh, I think we're um, we, we've got a really interesting game shaping up. And just tell me from a, from a Denver perspective, what has gone right for the Broncos these last two weeks? Yeah, and and I we've been looking at this a lot differently, right? I mean. Uh, I think two weeks ago, had we played this in week five, I mean, I, there's no question that Chiefs would have been a double-digit favorite coming in here um, to empower field at mile high. And, and now it's a, I think Vegas has it like a three-and-a-half Chiefs favorite to win this game. So, um, yeah, just a drastically different turnaround, especially defensively. And that's, of course, where everyone thinks of the Broncos, although they, they certainly didn't think that way in a positive fashion the first four weeks of the season, especially you know, the Jacksonville game. The second half of that game, uh, Leonard Fournette came out and just ran wide. Uh, he had darn near 200 yards rushing. Uh, but the Broncos, uh, they figured some things out. They changed some personnel up. They went with a different nose tackle than Mike Purcell. Kareem Jackson wasn't playing in that game. He's now playing. He's a big run stopper from the safety position. And they have really looked like a different defense, uh, certainly the last two weeks. So the biggest question marks right now, of course, with this team is going to be on the offensive side of the football where, you know, the thing with last week, they scored 16 points in a 16-0 shutout against the Titans. But there was thoughts that really the, the game was a, a complementary style of football that they were playing um, with Rich. Uh, Scangarello, the offensive coordinator, uh, and they're going to kind of play to what the defense dictated in that game. And they know this game, and at least uh, some people I've talked to out of team headquarters. There, there's a thought that you know you got to put points up when you're going against Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. So the mentality will be different. I don't think they expect to just go in and try to dominate on defense and win a, a low-scoring football game. I think the offense is ready, and they know that they're going to have to put some points up if they're going to contend in this football game. And it's an offense led by Joe Flacco, uh, acquired just this season for to, in the continuation of trying to find the right quarterback in Denver since 
since the Super Bowl victory, uh, the, the Peyton Manning-led Super Bowl victory. What are the early returns on Joe Flacco? Well, I mean, look, he's probably the best quarterback we've had here since uh, Peyton Manning. You know, I mean, he's certainly a, an upgrade over Case Keenum. And um, he, he, doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't do the wrong thing very often. He's a safe and sound quarterback, much in the way Peyton was. Uh, he's got a pretty good feel for what he wants to do with the football each and every time. I think if there's any sort of um, – the biggest negative, at least in my mind, is he, he tends to feel pressure that's not always there. And, and I think that's sort of a – just sort of bugs you when you, you think, of, you know, the, the defender's three or four yards away at least, and there's like just this hurry up, I don't have much downfield. I'm just – it's much the opposite of what you guys are used to dealing with and seeing on a day-in and day-out consistent basis with Patrick Mahomes, right? The ability to just extend the pocket, make – play, step up in the pocket, you know, use your footwork to find throwing lanes. There's a, a sense that like he can go through some progressions and he can go through some options really quick, but all of a sudden it's like, ah, I'm just giving up on this play. Let me take a couple steps, you know, get outside the hash mark and just throw it out of bounds, or let me just throw it at the feet of my wide receiver. So that's the drawback. I think the biggest negative to Joe's game, but overall it's a, it's a, he and Rich Gangarello were working well together. I, again, everything's new, this whole system, this new coaching staff, this, the schemes on both sides of the football, that was the early return, at least in those four losses was we're still learning this thing we're still figuring out where the coaches want us to be we're still trying to trust the the system and the scheme and now really you're seeing on both sides of the football that hey okay these coaches do know what we're doing we're starting to get some returns back and we're starting to do things the right way um so there's belief again that this team can get back i mean look there's they're a win away on thursday night from being one game out of first place in the afc west after starting the year zero and four which is you know kind of crazy around around here to think about that yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and going back to Flacco for a second, he's been sacked 15 times, but that doesn't seem to matter against the Chiefs. Last week, Deshaun Watson uh, for the Texans had been sacked 18 times this year, and the Chiefs didn't come close to, to, uh, to a sack last week. I, I think from a Chiefs perspective, the big concern is rushing defense. They have allowed at least 180 yards rushing in each of the last four games. Uh, it's very common to have a 100-yard rusher uh, against the Chiefs. And now they're going up against Philip Lindsay and, and Royce Freeman. Lindsay has had good games against Kansas City. Freeman had a nice game against them last year as well. It looks like that part of the game, uh, at least to me from a distance, is is solid again for the Broncos. Yeah, and I think you have to just I'm, – I'm assuming that that's going to be the game plan and, and all indications that I got out there from practice this week were, were exactly that, that they're going to try to control the – Control the time of possession. Keep Patrick Mahomes and that offense over on the sidelines. And uh, I mean, look, they're they're that's sort of their recipe for success under Vic Fangio. Of course, a defensive-minded head coach through and through. Um, and if they got to kind of resort to that sort of complementary football, and, and if they can, you know, successfully move the ball down the field while taking up uh, a, a large portion of time by doing so, I think that's what they would like to do. And, and certainly running the ball right at the teeth of that defense, I think that they feel that they can certainly have a lot of success. Um, they've recently had some. Uh, against Tennessee as well as LA and you, you mentioned those two guys um, you know both Freeman kind of being a, a thunder to Philip Lindsay's lightning those those two guys are getting it done and uh, the offensive line too as a whole the last two weeks have, have played pretty well Mike Munchak you know he was in contention to be the head coach here they still got him as the offensive line coach and the early returns again it was like ah, we thought this old line would be much improved under Mike Munchak um, not so much right at the start of the season but it seems like they're starting to find their form here uh, over the last couple of games. It's certainly a lot cleaner, less penalties 
uh, we saw a lot of penalties early in the season when they lost those four straight losses to start the year. And in that fourth loss, it wasn't the fourth loss to Jacksonville. Um, it was. And, and it Bradley, was a game and, that. Yeah, I was going to say, and Bradley Chubb was injured in that game. Yeah, he got injured, and, and really, it's a game that the Broncos should have, could have, would have won. I mean, they controlled the game through. I mean, at least they. I think they were up uh, twelve points at the half. Uh, really had that game under control. And, you know, it seemed like Jacksonville, you would think if they were going to get back in the game, would have to come out and start throwing the ball around the park. And instead, uh, they went to Leonard Fournette and he just ran over him. But like I said, they've really shored things up on the defensive side of the football um, with, with some different moves. Mike Purcell at nose tackle. Uh, A.J. Johnson, the linebacker, he's he's fresh and new and playing great. Um, and then, of course, Kareem Jackson as well. It seems like they've really kind of rounded that defense into form. And, and guys keep saying, we're, we're learning our system now we you know Vic's system is sort of complicated it's kind of crazy but in a way it's simple if you just do your job so guys keep saying they're just trying to learn how to figure out how to do their jobs under a system and now it feels like they're kind of figuring figuring their roles out but uh in the words of Vic Fangio it's it's a different animal taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and and they have done a great job of stopping the run the last couple games that's great and well our concern here in Broncos country is okay but now can you stop a, a passing attack uh, that is Patrick Mahomes is going to, of course, spread it out and, and throw it all over the lot. Right. And I heard uh, I heard some of Vic Fangio at his uh, at his press conference this week. And I also noticed that you host his show, uh, Broncos Zone. Tell me a little bit about Vic Fangio and, um, and and what he's brought to Denver. He is a old school football coach through and through. I mean, he is uh, he is it's it's an interesting personality. If you ask a lot of guys, what's the personality of Vic Fangio, much like you're asking me? You know, a lot of the response you get is what personality? I mean, he is dry, uh, really just dry wit. Um, but uh, he's an old football coach and he knows his X's and O's, especially on the defensive side of the football. He's, uh, you know, I mean, uh, this is just me speaking freely. He's really letting a lot of his offense go to Rich Gangarello, the offensive coordinator, uh, and working that out with Joe Flacco and the offensive coaches. I mean, he's still going to be uh, the mastermind on the defensive side of the football. He and Ed Donatel are just trying to get together the right scheme and he takes great pleasure and locking up opposing offenses. Of course, um, you know, he's been the defensive coordinator for the Bears the last couple of years. He's been in the league darn near four decades. I mean, he is uh, he's tried and true. There's nothing he hasn't seen. And conversely, he he throws some different things at offenses that uh, I think a lot of offenses aren't used to seeing. Last week, they rushed Blair. They rushed two guys in a third and 13. They rushed two outside linebackers and dropped everybody else. And it just Mariota just sort of looked around and thought, what is going like? He just was like baffled by what am I looking at? There's literally there's there's nine defensive backs right now. So like it, you know, and it just threw him for a loop, and he still almost got sacked by Von Miller. So um, yeah, Vic Fangio he can dial up some different, unique sort of packages and schemes, and we're starting to see more and more of that. And uh, hey, before we let you go, Nick, how about a couple of quick thoughts on on some topics? I, I was reading uh, recently. Uh, rumors about Von Miller on the trading block. There, there's nothing to that, is there? I don't see it. I haven't seen it. Um, there was also some thought that there was some, uh, I guess, some uh, animosity is probably not the right word, but some, you know, that Von and Vic were sort of harboring some some ill will feelings towards each other. You know, and publicly they've spoken nothing but very highly of each other, except that when Vic Fangio took the job. He was asked about what's it what's it going to be like to have a player like Von Miller, and Vic answered with, "You know, I feel like I can get a lot more out of Von." And quote unquote, 
And, you know, interpret that how you will. Um, I think some people thought that Vaughn might take offense to that. In his own words, he hasn't. And uh, even last week he was asked about that. I don't see it. I just he's the cornerstone of this defense. To me, it would be like letting Khalil Mack walk from much like Oakland did. And and we see what happened there. So I just don't see the Broncos and John Elway. I mean, the guy just basically won as a Super Bowl three and a half years ago. Um, I, I would be stocked. Uh, I would be shocked and stunned and then some uh, if the Broncos were seriously considering letting Von Miller uh, out the door. I would just I'm not I mean, I'm sure that they'll at least listen to offers if there's a bunch of offers coming down the pike. But they would have to be some uh, it, it would have to be a, some crazy, great, fantastic, ridiculously awesome offers for that to even consider that. And how about a thought on Drew Locke? You know, injured in the uh, the Missouri quarterback, the second round yep. pick, uh, yep. in, injured in the third preseason game. And I guess there's some talk now about maybe uh you know, is, is maybe a little bit ahead of schedule in the rehab and could see him before the end of the season? Cast is off. I saw him the other day. He's moving good. Um, I think that, you know, perhaps this Thursday night game, ironically as it is, the Chiefs, Kansas City, uh, might have a lot to say about how quickly or not so quickly Drew Locke uh, makes his first NFL appearance. Because if Joe Flacco, you know, and the Broncos get this get this win on Thursday they're right in the thick of things and this is uh it, the season's probably going to take a take on a totally different feel um you know they lose and, and you move to two and five on the season they then go on the road to Indianapolis then it's the bye week all of a sudden you could potentially be looking at the bye week at two and six thinking okay why not let's see what we got in the quarterback um so uh so that that's sort of where we're at right now I think Drew Locke's probably back to, to, you know, he's probably ready to go by all accounts. I mean, at least um, in in the next two or three weeks when the Broncos would perhaps call on him, if this thing goes, uh, goes South, then I think that they would certainly look to call on Drew Locke in the next two or three weeks. Uh, So he could potentially make his his first start by, you know, week eight or nine in the season. Uh, But that's going to take the Broncos to lose the next couple games here. Well, that's great. Nick Griffith, sports director at Fox 31 in Denver. Cannot thank you enough for joining us on Sportsbeat KC. Blair, always a pleasure. Uh, Hello to everyone back in Kansas City. Good folks there. I miss it greatly. And uh, we're doing great out here in Denver, though. But uh, thank you for having me on. And we will uh, we'll we'll catch up with you soon. Sounds good, Nick. Thank you so much. After this break, Patrick Mahomes takes questions from reporters about last week's loss to the Houston Texans and tonight's Broncos game. This was recorded at Mahomes' weekly press conference, which occurred on Monday this week. When it comes to saving you money on tires, nobody does it better than Big O Tires. Like saving you up to $120 on select sets of Goodyear, Yokohama, Pirelli, and Continental tires now through November 3rd. That's $70 off instantly, plus up to $50 back by mail-in rebate when you purchase using your Big O Tires card. Hurry into Big O Tires and see how much you can save. Big O Tires, the team you trust. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCOffer 
to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Do you feel like in your career you've had a stretch, kind of like what you guys are going through now, where it's been a little bit rough? I mean, I know in Tech you, you lost some games, but it feels like you were scoring a bunch of points through all that. Do you feel like you've gone through maybe a stretch like this? Yeah, I mean, I think there were certain times uh, at Texas Tech when we didn't do the things uh, that we wanted to as an offense to, to find ways to win. Uh, like you said, I've definitely been through adverse times at, when I was in college of not winning the games that I felt like we could have won. Um, and then I think my first year here, whenever the, the, the team went through a little stretch where they weren't winning games, was something that I could always follow. I can look back upon and realize that you, it's a long season. You can figure it out. And I, that team, uh, my rookie season, started hot, had a few games they didn't like it, and then they kind of picked it back up as the season went on. And so, I mean, there's just difficult times in the NFL. I mean, teams are good, and you, we played some great opponents so far this season. And so we'll have to find a way to, to get this thing rolling again on a, a short week against a great opponent. So in this instance, how do you get to the other side? Yeah, I mean, you just have to keep trying to execute and trusting in what, what we're doing. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's plays here and there every single game that change the, the outcome, and that's how close it is in the NFL. I mean, there's every team has, it can win every single week, so it's about the, the little plays here and there that can change the whole aspect of a football game. Your, your first 16 passes, I think you completed 10 from 180-some yards, and it was 19 for 80-some after that. Was was there an adjustment that they made? How much of that was ankle protection? I don't know if the, any was ankle protection at all, but, uh, I mean, they played some the similar defense the whole game. Uh, we didn't execute at a high enough level. Uh, I didn't make the throws at a high enough level as the game went on. Um, but, uh, I mean, I felt like we were doing the same things. We, we were running plays that we had game planned for, and we just didn't get the, some of those series rolling the way, the way that we wanted to get going to have success uh, later in the game. From your perspective, I know Travis is one of the best, if not the best tight end in the NFL, but from your perspective, how much are you watching or seeing opposing defenses just try to be as physical as possible, even if they're even if appealing you at first, then sort of letting you and him get into a rhythm or a flow as the game goes on? Yeah, I mean, you can see the last few weeks, defenses are going to put their hands on them and try to hold them and, and rough them up at the line of scrimmage in order to disrupt our timing. Um, all, all we can do as an offense is just keep going through our offense and trying to keep executing at a high level. I mean, me and him both have to have to be better about trying to find ways to me to give him time to get open and make better throws when he does get open, and then him to keep working working those routes and trusting in his technique and his abilities and that stuff that we'll we'll, we'll work in the, as the season goes on. I mean, obviously this will be a time where we can look back upon that hopefully that we we learned a lot of things about ourselves as a team and as an offense in order to hopefully grow as an offense with a lot of these young guys that we have on this team. With Tyreek coming back, could you see a difference either in the game or just compared to previous weeks as far as how the defense was maybe presenting some coverages and looks towards you when he's back on the field? Yeah, I mean, when Tyreek's out there, defense have to pay extra attention to him. And I think you saw that at the beginning of the game is – he, they kind of start off with that kind of the, the more press man that we had been seeing, and he kind of got him a couple times, and then you started to see that they were kind of backing off of him earlier and kind of playing more of a press bell, and the safety was cheating over there to, to kind of help out with the, the guys over there. So he's a guy that it takes a little added attention, and so we need to help utilize that as whenever he does get those matchups, take them. But when they're adding that attention, we have to use other guys to have success uh, as an offense. Patrick, how do you handle and accept the responsibility of just knowing that after back-to-back losses and you go out to practice this week that there's going to be a lot of guys, new guys, younger guys on this team that are just going to look to you and to how you're handling it and just how you approach, whether it's during practice or in the meetings or whatever, just how do you accept that responsibility? 
Yeah, I think you have to go about about it as you just need to get better each and every week. And I think you have to have that same mentality after a win as you have after a loss is that you're trying to go out there to get better. Uh, and so we obviously, after back-to-back losses, we're, we're not happy with how we've performed the last few weeks. But we know we have a short week against another opponent, and we still have – everything we can still control our own destiny as far as our division and, and trying to win the AFC West and do those different things. And so this is an important game this week. I mean, we're playing Denver at Denver. Uh, they've won, I think, two in a row, so that they're kind of playing really good football right now. And so for us, we have to make sure that we have our our, our, our game plan down and we can really execute at a high level in a, in a hostile environment. Uh, Shady ran eight times yesterday, and the coaching staff kind of pointed to the RPOs. Just how do you go about self-scouting? Okay, did I make the right call here to pass? Did I make the right call to run? So yeah, I think you look at the, the the plus, the positive parts of each each play, and I feel like on a lot of those RPOs, we completed the passes. I think there was one time, if I look back right now, I'm about to watch the film after this, but I think there was one time where I made a throw to, to Pringle that we almost hit on that missed that the run could have been out uh, from the little pictures I saw on the tablet and stuff like that. But for the most part, a lot of those things where I was kind of throwing them to Tyreek on the side where he was getting nine yards a, a, a catch and stuff like that, whereas those RPO options and, I, and you get plus nine on those throws, then those, those are usually success plays for us. Patrick, the offensive line takes a lot of the criticism, you know, uh, when the offense isn't going well. What's your message to, to them, let them know that you still have confidence? In- yeah, I mean, I always have confidence in those guys. Those guys are working, working their tail off to, to protect for me, and we have a lot. We put a lot on them as far as letting them have to have those one-on-one against really good pass rushers with the with the Texans in these last couple weeks, and they've been they've been doing doing holding their own and doing their best job every single play. And so for us, I'll keep trusting those guys to keep keep doing their job. I have to get the ball out of my hands whenever the play isn't there. And I think you saw that with, with the play before half. of like, I held on to it just a little bit too long instead of just burning it and, and living the play for the, the next play and then the, later to the next half. And that's just little mistakes that you can't make when you're playing a good opponent like that. Confidence-wise, as, as a group, and maybe as you individually, does it feel different? Like last year, you, you're losing shootouts when you lost a couple. Now you guys have lost a couple when you scored 24 or 13 points. How's your confidence and the confidence in the, in the team as a group offensively that they should be able to kind of get back rolling to what these fans expect to score 30 or 40 points. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're still – I feel like we still had a, did a good job yesterday uh, of, of moving the ball down the, up and down the field for the most part. There was a couple drives there at the end that we just didn't get it rolling from the beginning and, and kind of put our defense in a bad situation, putting them right back on the field. Uh, but uh, I think the biggest thing is it's just it's, – it's the difference that you have from – just missing those little plays as far as third down conversions and, and little things like that, that that we were making last year that we haven't made at these last few weeks and we were making at the early part of the season is what changes the whole aspect of the game. And so knowing that and guys seeing that on film, they understand that we're this close to being that, that same explosive offense that we were at the early part of the season. So it's about just executing as, as we keep getting guys back and, and keep getting more and more opportunities with to make sure we execute at a high enough level to have success. Last year, if my memory is correct, the Thursday night game was in December when Bodies gone through a lot of games, a lot of um, sort of bruising. What about last year could prepare you to try to get your body as best possible for Thursday against the Broncos? Yeah, I think last year we did a good job uh, of executing at, at the beginning of the game. We kind of faded at the end. So I think just knowing that it's going to be a full game, you, you have to make sure you're, you're going to play a full entire game against a division opponent and knowing that they're going to give their best effort because it's such an important game. Uh, so for us, we're just going to go out there, get this game plan down today, make sure that we, we prepare ourselves to play a full 60 minutes or however long it takes. 
I know you haven't uh, probably studied the Broncos too much yet, but you've faced them uh, several times in your career, new head coach and stuff like that. But they, they pitched a shutout mm. yesterday. Their defense looks like they're kind of coming around. Is this? Good? I mean, what's that challenge going to be like? Yeah, I mean, they have a, a first of all, they have great personnel with the defensive players that they have that have came back and that have been there for a long time. And then with Coach Fangio, I mean, he's, he's such a a uh, good, uh, really good defensive coordinator. I mean, defensive coordinator, and then now a head coach. And so for for them to have that combination, you know they're going to have a good defense. And so for as an offense, we're going to make sure that we understand what they're trying to do and and how they're trying to do it, and then find ways to to have success whenever we get our opportunities. Access the Kansas City Stars Chiefs coverage on KansasCity.com and in the Stars print editions. Plus, we've dropped a few of the stories about tonight's game in the show notes. Kathy Lou and Leah Becerra did their usual producing magic. Thank you. And they'll be back on the job Friday for another Sports Beat KC podcast when the Stars coverage team breaks down the Broncos game. Look for that episode to drop Friday morning. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.